Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. That's you lot out there. Smash that subscribe button. It's summer around here. Like it, it what we well do. Be. Give us a like. Give us uh, a reason to live and tell your doing musician this. friends about uh, our podcast or our videonic outputs, whatever. Um, uh, let's let's try and help as many musicians as we possibly can. And we're also now doing a one-minute edited brief version on our Instagram. How's that which coming along? Is at, it's coming along very well. There's a thing here at Elusive Studios, and Sheldon will put his you're, possibly. You're, you're, just, you're just moving your finger around. Yeah, in, I am. In, in it's just like... I'm doing that for the benefit of people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, podcast. So, yeah. So, yeah. Get on that if you want to watch an edited and slightly more convenient version but also watch the full version if you want. Now then, this Go is on. a very special edition. Yes, it is. 30 Minute Music Marketing, because we have guests for we the have, first time ever. We have viewers who've made it into the studio. Viewers, indeed. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yep, certainly. So uh, I'm James uh, from Midnight at Six, uh, singer and guitarist. And I'm Dave from Midnight at Six, the bass player. So uh, James and Dave uh, are uh, avid <laughs> avid uh, listeners slash watchers to the show um and we thought it'd be good for them to uh to come in and maybe talk about their experiences in terms of music marketing uh being a uh, an independent artist themselves maybe uh discuss their uh, successes their failures and i believe you might have some questions as well and uh, we can just do a bit of a ground report in terms of what it's like to be a uh a, a a DIY musician. On the shop floor, I guess. In 2020. So, uh, yeah, and uh, James has been an avid watch. He's watched this from episode one, so he God, says. He God could just be you, sweet James. talking God us, who knows? <laughs> so, Sheldon, would you like to get started? Okay, gents, uh, would you like to tell us uh, about yourselves, give us a, an elevator pitch in terms of your your band and your, your musical output? Yeah, certainly. Um, so we're really influenced by um, the UK son of... Uh, you know, northern uh, indie scene. So, uh, Oasis, Arctic Monk, isn't we? Who else we got, Dave? Um, everything really, things like the Smiths, anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and we're all about sort of. Um, uh, we're almost like a splice of kind of um, catchy hooks and choruses, but we want to sort of splice that with uh, sort of jangly sounding guitar sounds to get the dance floor full, so we can kind of reach the indie market, but also have sort of um, radio friendly kind of. Um, you know, hooks and things also, so we can sort of um, hit both audiences that way. Do you like a four on the floor? I do like a four on the floor. There you go. There you go. <laughs> can you give us three words to describe your band? Energetic. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. Adventurous. And He's thought about this, hasn't he? Driven. Ooh, so I like that. Three quite good descriptive words Adjectives. that gives the uh, the viewer listeners a bit of an idea um can we give them a shameless plug in the description oh yeah, yeah we'll do with all the all the necessary links in right. the uh, in the description i was going to point in the air again but no, you no, would that, do that. that's no good that's we'll no do good. that in the description below. so how long have you been going as a musical ensemble cool well i think like any band isn't it? it always kind of comes in in bits and pieces um we first met we're literally our first lecture together, weren't we, Dave? First lecture, September yeah. 2017, and then we sort of we jammed a little bit, um, and I guess it kind of came together in the summer of 2017 as myself, Dave, and Joe, wasn't it? But I guess as the, the lineup as we've got it now would have been 
October 2018. 2018 yeah. yeah, and we did our first That's gig in, in November um, as, the, as the, the lineup that it is now. So, so it's just probably in terms of the, the, the final finished products, it's probably mainly only about 18 months, would you say? Yeah, just shy of that, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, now, Greg, eighteen months. Would would you say that's that's still very much in the embryonic inception period? I think that's still very much in the finding your feet musically. Because mm. I mean, this this leads up really well to the next question. Really? In terms of like, you know, in terms of like, they're obviously going to be determining what their music sounds like by the reception they've had from their audience. Quite possibly. So, how much stuff have you already released? Um, so we've just done two days in Par Street Studios. Um, so we are due. Well, we released two singles, which were not quite good enough. So we got rid of those. So we're just about to come out with. How did you determine not quite good enough? Oh, it was in terms of like we recorded them ourselves and things, like, and the, the quality wasn't quite good enough for like. So it's more the, the recording than the song itself. Oh yeah, the songs right. were. Yeah. Yeah, um, we do aim to re-record them, don't we? At some point yeah, before. yeah. Um, so what single we're coming up to due to release will be next the third um, fourth fourth yeah so fourth like kind of official single I guess yeah so it's still uh, still early days but what I know we're slightly going off track but what was the deciding factor to go from doing it yourself to going to an establishment and working with someone else any thoughts Dave quality as well really isn't it I mean it's new south of ears on the music yeah, I th I think like um, uh, you know like I'll hold my hands up and say like you know singing isn't my first instrument. So um, going into like a studio and working with a producer who can like um, obviously with the vocals being the forefront, I find really helpful. Um, so there was also that element, but then also kind of um, when we released the first single, it was kind of okay. Then we released the second, um, and it just wasn't holding up to the 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 standard of 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 you know the, the top bands out there which is kind of which is obviously the case now with spotify um and then also it's kind of nice to just go in and in one day and, and come out because i think when you do it yourself you, you almost you, you sort of never tend to know when you, you've done enough for it yeah and you sort of get a bit lost in your own world and, and i think the the best um comment i've ever heard regarding when do you know a record's finished yeah. and a record's finished when the money's run out <laughs> and i think that's really quite true because you're right when you're doing stuff at home you can just deliberate for days and days uh, I mean, that's it. That's one thing that's really good about you because you're, even though you, you do get actively involved yourself, you are just like, not clock watching per se, but you are very much everything needs to be done. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard <clears throat> taskmaster and uh, I'm more than happy just to go, that's good enough. We'll 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 move on, and if we've got time, we'll go back and and redo. But I, I'm very much of a of a moving moving forward sort of person. But that has probably come from your many years in the industry. I, well, you know, I wouldn't like to say the, the focus isn't on me today. Focus is it on me? So, but you've realised that there was definitely merit working with someone else, working to a deadline, so to speak. Yeah, definitely, because. Um... We, I think as well, because we did our first gig um, with a band called um, The Letter Sets, who are, who are doing really well now. Um, they've just sold out um, one of their first headline shows, and they went straight into Par Street Studio, where we were doing it ourselves, and they started to pick up traction really quickly on Spotify. Um, and we just noticed that we weren't getting on, on the playlist, and, and they started to get on some, so we thought, it's got to be something to do with. So we sort of 
sent it around to people and they're like, yeah, it needs to be recorded better X, Y, Z. So we went into Power Street and we started to see some some good results now and things. And it is really nice when you've got that that person there who who's who just is that fresh set of ears. And it's almost like because it's uh, not that we argue, but it, I think it sort of it, it it gives the band that sort of that person to look to yep. in the studio, that kind of guide, you know. So, um, obviously, going to a pretty well-known studio must be a bit of a milestone. Do you have any other milestones that you've already accomplished? Uh, yeah, I mean, what would you say, Dave? I mean, we've got some first sold out show, really. Yeah, we that's the first milestone was. Yeah, we we sold out um, our first show uh, at the Jacaranda in in Liverpool. Um, and then the first track that we did at, at Park Street Studio, Stay Young, we don't know how, but it ended up getting on, played on the radio in California. Into, we must have submitted it's this, not a bad thing, yeah, is it? Which then a producer from Los Angeles contacted us. And um, yeah, and then they offered us, um, they asked if we had any more, and then basically, um, yeah, offered us um, sort of film and TV publishing um, okay. for, for, for licensing over in the States. Um, so we're we're on the roster with a company called Brewhouse Music over in Los Angeles, and we've got offices in Chicago and New York as well. Hi, dog. Studio dog has <laughs> just entered the room. She was making her presence known outside of the studio control room. You're going to have to behave yourself, otherwise I will shoot you. <laughs> Not really. Uh, one for Petter there. One for Petter. Yeah. The- Okay, right. So uh, we touched briefly on shows there. So uh, tell us more about those in terms of where they are potentially, in terms of location, how how frequent, and potentially who you would describe as your audience. As in, when you when you're on the stage and, and you look out, it, does it tend to be people that you mostly know, don't know? But um, again, shows. Dave, anyone? Um, a lot of the time, well, when I'm looking out, certainly me and a lot of the people I don't know. So it's it's a big eye-opener when you first, you know, you first sort of notice it. It's a lot of people you don't know. Um, it's a good feeling sort of thing, <laughs> got to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, obviously, as anybody will know and, and yourselves, it's always friends and family when you first start out. Yeah. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, so we're still, our next kind of, probably towards the end of the year is, is probably looking... Um, more towards shows outside of Liverpool. Um, but yeah, we've noticed, I was at a, just at a gig a couple of weeks ago and a couple of girls came up to me and asked, asked for a photo. And this happened about, about four or five times now. They're like, oh, you're from Midnight Six, aren't you? We love you. Can we have a photo, etc.? And just had no idea who they were. Um, you know, so it, so things are definitely working. <laughs> Remember, never were kids or dogs. Or dogs. Hello. Um, so yeah, we're probably around the... Um, sort of late teens early 20s not market i would say from from who attend our shows and how does it feel when they're singing your lyrics it is it's good is I mean, it, it, it is yeah. it does it exceed the slight cliche kind of yeah because it was such like i've played in sort of function and wedding bands for years and it's always great when you get a great gig as ever but when it's like our own stuff isn't it it's it's like a whole nother level of, yeah. of like it's just really strange. I find it useful that they kind of help remind you of your own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, What's the next line again? Yes, that, that's that's happened in my band quite a lot, quite a lot. <laughs> so, in terms of um, moving on to one of the next questions is how do you how good do you consider your marketing knowledge? So, if you've been doing these, uh, you've you've kind of up, 
upgraded your record your records your recordings and stuff like that have you upgraded your marketing alongside it ish i mean we've just we've finally i think i've focused for quite a long time is to try and get some traction on spotify hasn't it it's just worth it um yeah we've literally just found um uh we've we're on it's still a drop in the ocean the grand scheme of things but we've got about 1400 monthly listeners now which isn't which isn't too bad um so we've just started to crack a little bit on spotify um we we post pretty much every day on on instagram mostly um and facebook and we've done quite a few um live streams and things in the past um and we always you know, follow the advice from here, film everything possibly, you know, always film gigs and photos and things. Does it make a difference filming stuff? Definitely. Because you've always just got like a backlog that you can always turn to. And the great thing is, say there's, um, it's almost like an online database. So if you need to apply for a festival or anything last minute, oh, have you got something we can see? You can bang straight on YouTube and it's there. Yeah. It's in some ways, it's, it's your prep, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a constant like CV that you can just keep adding to. Um, so it's it's always there. What was your last show? Uh, we played. We're playing um, next Saturday. At, it's gone straight in with a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's at Sound Basement, um, which is already sold out, isn't it? We're supporting a band called yeah. the Stanleys, but we've gave um, uh, shows a little bit of a break because our last one was um, a fresher show um, at, at Heebie-Jeebies in Liverpool, um, which was really went really well, didn't it? And we promoted that one ourselves. So we thought, oh, we'll give a little bit of a break because we've done quite a few shows in the ball. So we'll mm. give a bit of breathing space just so we don't saturate the market and give it a bit of breathing space. So would you say that because of the marketing knowledge that you have that isn't necessarily there in your musical peers, so in other words, bands that might have been around for around about the same time as, as you, I mean, would you say that you probably got more marketing knowledge than them and has that enabled you to to get a quicker further in terms of where you are in terms of selling shows and sort of musical streams? Can you find a direct correlation perhaps between what you know and how that has enabled you to, to get where you are now? I mean, I reckon so, didn't it? Because we've just had, um, we've also had an offer from um, a label in New York that um, our last single that came out and they've offered us um, like a small kind of marketing and distribution deal. How um, did they find out about you? Um, our last single, how did they find out about us, Dave? It was through Instagram music, I think. We submit through DistroKid and Instagram music mm. is now. Um, and they said, oh, we've, we found you on there and we're sort of interested. You know, have you got any more we can listen to, etc." Um, so we've literally just had the, the contracts read from the, the legal team at the Musicians' Union last week come back to us. Are they um, members of the Musicians' Union as well? These guys Next got- they're going to say they get the stuff pat tested. It'll be like... <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I'd say, I mean... Um, I think in terms of like own shows that we've done, I mean, we've done, I think two sold out shows, haven't we? That we've promoted ourselves and things. Um, Online and Spotify streams is not so much as our peers. Um, So I think that's definitely more our kind of um, area to look at. But having said that, we've also got, we've been played on radio in Canada, um, Australia, Australia, yeah. Um, Over in 
now New York, and we've had like a couple of labels interested in things with us. So it's I guess it swings and roundabouts. Don't forget Spotify streams. It's only one metric. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, obviously it's an important metric in some respects, but it is only one of one of many. You can you know, there's YouTube views, there's Instagram followers, and so on and so forth. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's very easy to like in Ari Hurstan's book start to get wrapped up in kind of streams versus like you guys always say building like a real audience yep. of like dedicated fans that will like pay for your merch mm-hmm. and pay for tickets to a show that's the thing isn't it i mean it's your streams or your records are only really just one aspect of your merch you know in terms of and and i know not to say to aim this so totally at you but your biggest revenue is people coming to see you isn't yeah it? it's at least 80 percent. yeah and that so, goes uh, to show how big that is in terms of bums in seats is really what people need to be I mean, aspiring to. In my band, you know, it, it's a modest, it's around about 56,000 followers on Facebook, but we will sell maybe as many, if not more tickets than somebody with 10 times as many followers, just because our followers, you know, we are highly engaged mm-hmm. with, with our audience. So do you have a website, mailing list? We don't have oh, one. Oh, that's, oh, that's they were doing so no, well. That's why I included it. <laughs> to that's be fair, Dave's, it. Dave's got one ready to go, yeah, but we haven't launched it, it yet, to, to be fair. What are you waiting for, Jeds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Well, so, yeah, so so the rule is that in terms of all these platforms, and indeed even, even sort of Spotify, that relationship with your audience is owned by the platforms. Don't build it on rented Themselves land. don't build the house on rented land. <laughs> he really has watched it. What does he want? So, um, what makes you different to your peers? I, and I don't mean just your music. If you were to put it as an overall thing, what makes you different to get to you know the point that people are starting to come knocking on your door? Um, I think. Um, what would you say, Dave? What do you reckon? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot, really. There's a lot of not luck comes to mind, if you know what I mean. But um, I, is, yeah, I think like we we have a very kind of we take what we do seriously, but but not ourselves um, very seriously. So in in kind of our music videos, and we're always kind of um, try to give like the the personal touch as much as we can. So not trying to be this kind of fake like look at us, we're cool band. We're like kind of quite ironic with a lot of the stuff we do, and we just kind of. Um, that sort of us. Um, I was about to say, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of personal touches. So you, you know, even if we're messaging, it's all natural, laid out messages, no prescriptive. Yeah, it's all um, engagement I, with fans. Yeah, well. and and we. So I re- was reading this um, book a while back on musicians in the internet age, and it was such a brilliant piece of advice. And it was the things that you value most. Um, are often what your audience values least. So in terms of music videos and songs, not that they don't value them, but it's what you expect. And what you value least, the audience values most. So, you know, lyric sheets and demos and things that you just throw away is actually golden for your audience. So we release all that stuff. We put our demos out. We do Instagram competitions where they win. Have you got people coming up and asking for your set list yet? have we? Yeah, we have signed a couple of set lists, actually. They, yeah. they love it. They yeah. literally cannot. You know, I'm about to put stuff. Oh, can I have it? Can I? Can I? All right. One of, one of the bouncers came. Oh, I was doing the merch store on uh, Sassy. One of the bouncers came up to me and he just went, 
somebody's asked if if they can have a set. It's just like it's only going to get thrown away. But it's like, it's, you know, <laughs> to them, to me, it's a it's a piece of paper that I just printed off on the printer. But and, for them, it's a you know it's a it's a souvenir of a of a great night that they've had, and it's something that they might treasure it for yeah. you know for years to come. Uh, I mean, and also, I mean, that kind of adds to my my thoughts that you know I see a lot of bands judge what their fans like based on what they like, and they're usually wrong. You know, I had one band who didn't want to do a competition because they don't like competitions. But the competition is not, not for yeah, you. Not it's them. for your audience kind yeah, of thing. So. Dif- differentiation is, it, I won't say it, 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 it's the be-all and end-all, but anything that you can do to separate yourselves from the, the swarm of, of, of other bands that are out there and you know if it's if it's visual if it's musical if it's the, the the way that you you present yourself and communicate to your audience anything that, that you can do that, that that separates you and makes you stand out well you know yourself standing out is is in, in a very very crowded marketplace whether that's in the real world or online is is the one thing that you you really need to try and emphasize yeah, it's ironic, really, because when we had our first, the single that Stay Young that got um, heard over in the States, uh, we tried to be all kind of cool with the last couple of music videos. Well, not tried to be, but with Stay Young, we just took all our phone clips from uh, Nights Out and made it into a montage of music video. and Everybody loved it. And it was just, you know, I think it gave that kind of authentic um vibe so it, it's funny how like you know I things think resonate with backs people. up things like Sheldon and i have said in the fact that you know sometimes people want to see authenticity because it doesn't look like an advert it looks like content and you know sometimes you don't have to get the red camera out and make a ten thousand dollar video to connect with the people so in terms of right so at the end of this interview i'm going to go online what am I going to get if I start following your socials? Funny. Okay. Uh, funny. Um, so definitely us. So the personal touch. So, um, and yeah, just kind of a constant, um, really kind of day to day of what it's uh, like being in a band and stuff. And also um, we see it as kind of, um, we see it as kind of, you know, you're part of it just as much as we are. So we always, when we do our artwork, um, we we sent out all the demos for the last two singles. We sent out five, didn't we, Dave? And asked yeah. everybody, which of these five are your two favourite? So we got everybody to choose which singles they wanted, which artwork they wanted, which photos they wanted, which cover, cover photos for Facebook and things. And we just try and include people as much as possible. And did you act upon them? You didn't yeah. do a uh, Boating McBoat face and then <laughs> kind of go, no, nah, we're not going to do that. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, we, we literally go through all the names, um, bits of paper and just, and just draw it. And then we'll film that, put it on Instagram and say, okay, the winner is such and such. And then send... Um, send the 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 prizes to whoever the winner is to whoever it is. So sometimes you know people request songs as well. And we make sure we put them in the set. Yeah, we keep we did sure. a one-off cover of Pina Colada at a gig, <laughs> and we've been hammered to do it live. So at a gig on Saturday, we're putting it back in the set um, because people keep asking for it. And uh, apparently, just doing it on a live stream wasn't enough. No, we like we want it live again. So we've had to relearn it all this. You've time. got to give the public what they want. Yeah, yeah. Keep them entertained and they'll yeah. keep coming back. 
So, uh, in terms of what we've done so far in social media ads, yes, the big pay word, <laughs> dollars. Yeah, um, I think that is our. I did, we did a little bit, didn't we, with the um, back in September. We did a little bit on ago, it. Yeah. Um, I will be honest. It is kind of. Um, it's the next thing for us really to look at but it also is a bit daunting because i know you have to put a lot of money into it for them to be well not masses of money but like a, a few hundred pounds maybe possibly to it all depends what you what you want from it if you can spend a little as a pound a day then that you know and you could maybe reach maybe potentially a couple of hundred people obviously not all of those people will sit up and take notice but it, you don't need it, it's just whatever budget you've got can be applied and you can use it to reach people who have never heard of you before and you know and, and if you want because that's you know every musician myself included is in a situation whereby you want more people who don't know of you to, to know about your wares and your your musical offerings, and whoever you are from you know as as a new artist starting out, Rihanna or, or Billie Eilish or whatever, someone has got to put their hands in their pocket and pay through whatever means for somebody to 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 listen and to to take notice, whether that's through some sort of radio plugger, social media advertising, it, it you know it it will either it will either cost you money or take you time and effort to try and in individually introduce yourself to other people and that's just the easiest way in terms of creating a bit of content paying to put it under the noses of other people and then potentially interacting with those people who interact back with you so and even if it's only you know a pound a day mm-hmm. that's well, the start that's it i mean if you've got like a, a smallish gig and even if you spent 50 quid on a facebook campaign raising the profile of that gig and you sold 20 tickets at a fiver more you've doubled your money on that investment. So it does, as Shadden said, you don't have to be spending lots of money because for the great part to begin with, you're going to be trying to work out who your targeted fans are and then spend more money on that. Whereas to begin with, like we demonstrated in the the Facebook ad campaign that we ran on this channel uh, a few months back, it was about spending a bit to determine who are the most interested and then spend a bit more on that rather than just keep throwing stuff at a wall hoping some of it would stick because that would just be the equivalent of just flyering which you want a better return than that yeah definitely (laughs) man i went through that with a fine tooth comb um with your video on on facebook ads and stuff and um it it is quite scary the details it's daunting yeah and it does it it does continue it does the, the the tweak the um the system over time but it, it it's something you know if, if you stick at it and there are there, <clears throat> even more so than the, the ones that we put out there that there are loads of free free resources to help you and also i mean at the end of the day i mean i don't want to be like sounding like an advocate for facebook but if it didn't work that their business model would be screwed exactly so you know it, it it does work so you know maybe for the next gig put aside 21 quid do three quid a day for seven days and see kind of how it goes you don't have to go you know don't think you suddenly got to put cut 100 quid down to mm-hmm. begin with because i think you'd agree that until you've found your feet to know who you've 
you've done it for so long now, you know exactly... I know, the, I know ex- more or less exactly who to target, where to target, and, and, and what a, I'm doing. And also probably how much to spend to get the results you want. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be putting the money down that you do now if you were just starting out, would you? Uh, n- n- no, but I also would say that I also know when to stop spending if I know it's not working. Right, and that's so that's also a really yeah. a good bit of advice and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's definitely the next the next thing for us. It's probably kind of um, been a bit less on. We were hoping to sort of start to push the Instagram to like about a thousand um, followers through ads and stuff, and then we had this offer from New York coming, didn't we? Into the mm-hmm. going into Christmas, into the New Year, so that's taken us a bit of time to kind of get a sort of a bit of side step to sort that out and things. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely um, the next thing with us um, that we and we've, we're all coming up to um, graduating um, in the summer. So one of the main reasons we want to sort of focus more on that is we're looking at um, also making the band into like a function band from the side to make us. Um, tighter, but then also to have like a, a vehicle to then inject money into the original side. That's of a very clever thing to do, because <laughs> unfortunately, there's there's uh, there's more money potentially playing uh, Bruno Mars songs at you know at the very start. Yeah, right. So that that's more or less um, all the questions that that we've got. What about questions that you might have for us? I think yeah. I just sort of um, in this kind of new day and age with kind of taking on the, the marketing thing as well so i mean if you just sort of do you have any tips for kind of perhaps how bands or artists should balance maybe to between creation and, and marketing would you say um and kind of in terms of like you know how much time because i remember in ari herstan's book he's always very like half and half um, so i didn't know if you had any kind of like perhaps in like week by week that goes by and obviously it's going to really change depending when you've got upcoming in shows you're probably going to spend more on marketing and the lead up and things but i didn't know if with your band if, if you have any kind of like routine you tend to stick I, to I don't i don't have a general routine as such and again my time is like you sort of intimated it's divided into okay right so what have i got on the horizon so this coming weekend I've got a couple of days in the studio, so I've, I've been sort of thinking more potentially about that than other things. But I've also had uh, a couple of videos that are in the can ready to go, ones due to drop in about 90 minutes at the time of recording. So so I, I think 50-50 is, is, a, is, a, is a pretty good ratio between creating the, the music and potentially the content. And the other half of actually sitting down maybe editing it getting it out there planning all the 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 admin that needs necessarily to go in terms of what i do in terms of facebook ads and dealing with the 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 constant replies that that i have on on various sort of platforms because i know my my nearest and dearest she's she's always constantly having a go because my head's in my phone constantly replying to the, the the streams of messages so i mean it may well be that where you are at the moment you're you're more sort of concentrated on the you know the music and, and the creative side of things just because there isn't as much sort of administration but you you have got to remember that if you don't you know uh, devote enough time to your marketing then no one's going to ever get to hear the music that 
you're creating. Investing in as well. Yeah. And and, and again, in terms if you you know, if you're spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds in a recording studio to record a single, is it not worth investing maybe even the same amount of money again? So people do actually get to hear what you've already invested. That's that, that. Those are big bills you're well, talking I, about. I know, but it's but, actually, you know, films, the, films, as, as we said before, films invest almost the the, the, the sum of the develop. What do you the, 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 the production costs? Yeah, yeah. In, so, in Martin. Oh, so there, there is a question there. So in terms of throwing this question straight back at you, um, your budget for your last single that you made at the delightful studio in Liverpool, uh, out of the amount that you spent on that, how much of a percentage have you put aside on top to promote it? So it was five, so it's 500 for the single. Um, but to be fair, we got some, some business sponsorship um, through that. So, um, and then I think that the playlist we're looking at targeting at um, Wow, I think I looked at some more last night that we could submit it to, which has given us some results in the last single. I think it probably equated to about eighty, ninety pounds to sort of target some playlists and things like that. Um, but so I guess probably just just under ten percent. But I know you like your twenty five percent figure, so it's going to call me up on that in a second. <laughs> but it, it, sometimes it's almost when the the own words come out of your mouth, you think, oh, actually, maybe that's potentially not enough. I mean, coming back to the hours thing, I mean, you're here pretty much every week on one night going through doing the video editing from gig footage and stuff yes. like that. Uh, so you probably spend about three hours a week just here doing those things mm -hmm. in addition. You would love it if other members of the band possibly contributed some of their time. You know what? I, su I suppose if I asked them, some of them might be some of them might be able to. So in terms of how many people are in your band? How many members? Five. Five. So, you know, even if all of you only did one hour each a week and you all agreed on a different activity, that would still give you five hours worth of marketing and it's only cost you an hour and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm sure you spend a considerable amount more time just rehearsing than that a week. Yeah, I mean, our band's... Um it's pretty equal, isn't it, Dave? I mean, so we all have our own jobs that we all do, don't we? Yeah, I mean, Dave's a, Dave's a godsend with with transport um, for the gigs. Um, Luke, um, who's our keys play, anything technical, so he does all the the demos and video editing, does all the artwork, photo shoots. Um, he tends to look after emails and any DMs that come in on Instagram. He replies to all that. I tend to look after just the posts for the social media. Um, and then we've got um, Barney, who he tends to look after when we go into the studio. He works out all the backing vocals part because despite being the singer, I just can't really do any of the <laughs> other backing vocals. I just, but he just churns them out. He's really good for that. I mean, he's, he just, he's, one, he's one of these guys who just knows everybody. He'll easily sell like 30, 40 tickets for a gig and stuff, just him. So Andy person to know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then we're probably other Joe's friends the most chilled available. out guy. Of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it's not too bad as it goes, our band, from pa bad past experience in other bands where you end up being the only person. Mm. It is it is a lot better than what I've um, noticed in the past. Um, but yeah. Okay. Definitely, because I know it is a problem with, with bands all the time. Oh, yeah. It, it does tend to be one person that ends up doing 90% of the work in my experience. Uh, 
Sheldon? Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't possibly comment. But like, but like you like you said, the, the people don't. I, obviously, I do a, a lot of the marketing for my band, and there are other people within the band doing things that I couldn't necessarily do, such as talk to people. Yes, you know, that, that's a fair point. Center of the stage at a gig. Yeah, to the extent that he does. So hopefully that answered question one for you. What, have you any, any, any more? Any more? Um, have you got any burning questions, Dave? Only burning ones, and I mean, it's well. It's I, I think there was there was yeah. something about um, in terms of the obviously your your base is Liverpool at the moment because mm. that's where at uni and that's where um, that's where thing things are happening. But did you didn't you have some sort of uh, query as to how to reach out and extend yourself to other other cities? Yeah, definitely um so yeah it was kind of i think that's where we found ourselves now like we've done a couple of sold out shows in in liverpool and certainly the social media and up in the sort of uh the metrics on that is is one of our goals but so yeah um uh, aside with kind of um the online presence as well is probably starting to, to to reach out into other nearby cities so i guess that was one of the questions is and it's, advice for it's that. It's as simple as paid traffic in terms of your social media ads. You know, one of the great things is you can geo-target wherever you want to show your content, whether it, well, because obviously you're Liverpool, so the nearest thing would be for you in terms of Manchester, Leeds probably is obviously a great uh, music uh, city, as is Sheffield, maybe even Chester. There's a few things going on there. And it's just a case of finding a budget, getting the appropriate content in terms of maybe, you know, yourselves playing live, showing it to those people on whatever your preferred platform is, which could be either the Instagram feed or Instagram stories, and just keep doing that again and again so that people know who you are who haven't heard of you before in in those locations and in some respect it's as simple and straightforward as that obviously these guys are liverpool based and the, the easiest way to, to build an audience in all these external cities is is, is a little bit of uh, ad spend showing the content to people yep. in those locations uh, using you know in, in terms of the, your musical similarities whether it be again arctic monkeys oasis and it may well be that those change on a song by song basis so if you do, if you happen to do something that sounds a bit more like the killers than something else then you might go I'll tell you what i will spend five pounds in manchester just to see how this reacts with killers fans and you do it like that and where is the next city that you want to play probably i guess manchester would be yeah, next biggest one be manchester. Be probably next next nearest yeah that we know it's generally the first place that bands from liverpool tend to tend to go into um, or Leeds, so, I suppose. But I mean, ultimately, though, because you go all over the place now, you've been just doing that targeted yeah. ad campaign again and again, again whenever in the places got... that you're playing, and yeah. and it 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 definitely works, doesn't it? It does. And stuff. So so there you go. Fortunately, gents, you're gonna have to put your hands in your pocket, oh, spend some moolah. There we go. And stuff. So, uh, any other final questions that, you, that on the fly? Um, I think we were talking, weren't we, in the when some lunch the other day, weren't we, dead about like management and things? Management, yeah, because uh, it's, it's needed now, isn't it, to go? Yeah, it was kind uh, of, I think, like... I, marketing I th- management or band management? 
I think just some all-round kind of... Um, probably, I mean, I guess either or, like somebody who is kind of like, a bit like a producer. I think we saw the, the value in having a, a, that outside body. So perhaps um, someone who's kind of outside the band who's able to sort of um, help just orchestrate the marketing better or, or help with, you know, we're looking at shows outside of the city and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how bands might perhaps go out um go about doing that or you know when is generally a good time that sort of thing because i know with your band obviously you know you sort of look after that part yourself don't you i do i do and it may well be that somebody might only be willing to take that role on once things have increased to a certain particular level other than that then then you're going to be paying some sort of retainer for somebody to that's to take on that that role and responsibility, because obviously normal forms of management will work on 20% of what's coming yep. in. And if there isn't a great deal, deal coming in, and it's mostly going out, then there's obviously nothing for, in terms of somebody to, to take on that role and, and responsibility. I, I, I think maybe... I suppose a, it really... De- it will the, the opportunities that will present themselves will, will vary based on their brand presence, won't it? The stronger their brand, mm. the less risk you are for someone else coming along in a traditional management role, like Sheldon said, and taking a twenty percent cut of your gross. But at the moment, you know, you might have to look at other ways of paying, unfortunately, again, to raise your brand presence that way. So those opportunities can present. So, you know, in some respects, it might be you know, you've either got to put across a really strong argument to get someone to invest or utilize the skills of someone who who can do this but be prepared to pay a consultancy fee. Would it be a consultancy fee? Yeah, you know, the, the, you know like monthly retainers. But the thing is, if you're like taking on the auspices of a, of a social sort of media manager, the thing that they'll want to do is they'll want to, in order to increase their effectiveness, they will want money for more ad campaigns and actually ad spend so it's almost like a double cost and they're also because they're going to go i i can do stuff for you on social media however it's only going to reach a certain organic amount you're going to need to Mm -hmm. need to put your hand in your pocket and they're also going to need probably more content possibly yeah in terms of so but it's My, my advice would be just to keep cracking on as you are fine tune as you go adopt adapt and improve and it may well be that once you reach a stage whereby you've established a foothold in all these nearby sort of cities and more people sort of know about you then you might organically get people coming to you rather than you necessarily having to go out and speak to them yeah i mean that's what we've, we've said all along we don't really worry too much about kind of reaching out to people we just sort of focus on growing it and let as has happened like twice now, there's, there's people sort of approach us. Reach out to us first. Then it gives you that leverage in terms of, you know, ne- negotiation and things. Um, so, yeah. So targeted ads in nearby cities. To- targeted ads nearby cities to um, artists and bands who are musically similar to yourselves. And again, if you do individual sort of campaigns, you can see the results and where your music resonates best in, so, in terms of which audience and you know to concentrate more of your ad spend on the ones that get you the cheapest results mm-hmm. it's as simple as that so there you go uh, i don't know how long today's episode has been uh, I, I, i've no idea myself. I, it's been it full of useful 
useful information from both sides of the camera, it's I right. suppose. I feel as though I'm on top of the pops. I know. Nice, nice current reference there for the audience. <laughs> That'd be, even James is like, top of the what? Top of the what? So <laughs> anyway, so please, uh, if you have any questions, if you'd like to be on the show, write in the comments beneath. I'm pointing at thin air again. Yes. It, 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 it's, there it's might be a link really there. If you're listening on the habit. podcast, Greg's just waving his finger in the yeah, air. Yeah, it's what it I It could do. be quite rude in several countries. Yeah, thanks for that. That's anyway, right. well... Have a good week, because obviously it's Music Marketing Monday. Of course it is, assuming uh, you send me the file in time. Yes, which has happened on more than one occasion. Yes. And uh, we will see you same time, same place next week. Cheers for coming in, guys. Cheers. Thanks Thank very much. See you later. Nice Thank to meet you, you midnight at six. There you go. Thank you.